And welcome to another edition of Thoughts of the Roundtable with me, Matt Rebar. And me, Paul Lux. And Polly, it's been a minute. I mean, seriously, we are... We're... we're I don't want to say that we're bad at updating, but life is crazy right now. We're sorry that we can't be more regular. We're trying to be that Activia for you. We are trying to make you regular, but... When it happens, it, when it happens. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> which is the exact opposite of what you're aiming for when you have Activia. But um, I haven't really talked to you too much. Uh, how are you? What's new? Oh, same old crap, man. I feel, you remember that episode of SpongeBob when Squidward lives in that town of all other Squidwards, and he's like doing the same routine every day? Yeah, it's that like ep- canned bread, him playing the clarinet, him riding cycling. a bike. Yeah, and it's on repeat. And he's, and, he's like, like, and he's like slowly getting more depressed as he does it. Yeah. That's basically what this feels like at this point. Just because... So explain to me your schedule. Like, what well, is, what's your daily routine like? Are you, You're just at home all day. Work 7 to 3.30, and then you that's get off of that. Still. Hmm? That's remotely? Yeah. And then I take care of the baby till about 5, and then I make dinner, and then I do schoolwork till midnight, and then start over. Schoolwork as in oh I'm you're, do, you're yeah, doing, do, doing some classes for a uh, web design certificate oh yeah I love it so how are you feeling I mean that's just kind of a very cyclical routine I think that's what's driving me nuts too but I mean isn't everybody kind of in that like what's your routine like um so I'm still I was continuing to go to work in person throughout the entire pandemic so I'm still doing that um. And then I'm just taking on extra work as much as I can. Um, I'm not really hanging out with anybody. I don't really have any friends right now. <laughs> you know, can I can I mention something? Oh, yeah. Because so, it's, it's funny you said that. And I, I guess I didn't realize this myself. So I'm on this New Dads group on Facebook where, you know, like, basically it is what it is, New Dads Facebook group, and people chat about it. And this one guy had mentioned that he goes, oh, I just had to move out of state, and I don't have any friends. And he goes, how do you make friends as in your, when you're an adult? And everyone's like, wait, you have friends? Like, no, and he's, everyone's like, no, we don't have friends. We're adults. We don't have friends anymore. I'm like, is that a thing? Like, do adults just, like, not have friends? It was funny. I was talking to somebody today who was telling me how they're feeling more disconnected from their friend group. Like, the friend group hangs out without them, et cetera. How do they hang out but, now? Listen, I'm a social person. I have a lot of casual friendships, right? But, like, in terms of close friends, I don't have that many, like... And it's not because I don't want friends. I think it's just like you realize that there's just some people are just there to kind of be, oh, we go to work together, we do this together, and they're the fun friend or they're that you know that one time situation kind of friend. It's really hard to retain really solid friendships. And also, it's that cliche of like you just don't have time. Yeah, it's, but it's true. Well, they do say, though, so they say you make your most friends during your early 20s, you know, college specifically, and then the friendships that you make in your 30s and 30s um, are few and far between, but then they last longer. So, like, I feel like we're, you know, we're in that weird position, you and I, where we're kind friends of ready to jump into that next stage of, like, adult friendship where we're meeting people who are like, this person's actually going to be here. Whereas, you know, back in college, you know, oh my God, best friends forever. And it's like, how many people do you talk to from college? Like, my best friend is from college. Um, but after that, 
um, I guess another close friend is from college, but you know, a lot of my college friendships have kind of gone by the wayside and not where I'm like sad or not where I'm like, well, there's good reason. It's just people drift. People get busy. People stop having similar things in common. They stop having to work together. They stop having to be in the same situations together. And, and also another thing, and I know it sounds cruel, but almost some people just like never get beyond that. Like I moved on, got married, had a kids and some people just kind of like spin their tires back in, you know, the college days, if that makes sense. Yeah, I remember graduating from college and some girl was crying next to me and she's like, oh my God, this is like the, like, the best days of our life are going to be behind us. And I was like, uh, no, right. not for me. Like, life just keeps getting better, in my opinion. Like, there's no way I'm going to be like, oh, mm. college days were the best. I don't know. I, I don't know. At the moment, as I sit, my college days were the best. See, I honestly, as much as the quarantine sucks, I've never felt more driven and more focused on what I need to do and what I want to become. I felt weirdly like more artistic than I've been like with creating stuff. Oh, yeah. like that. And I, I don't know why. preview to some of what you've been creating and I do, did enjoy your creationism. I, um, I, I actually thought about this the other day. It's like, I know it's not the same level as the plague, but you remember when the plague came out or the plague came out, like it's an album when the plague <laughs> Are you talking about, like, the bubonic plague? Because I yeah. was not around in that. Well, like, the, I was thinking about this. Like, the plague created all of this weird, like, renaissance art. Like, this change in, like, art and everything. I was like, what if that happens now because of this kind of stuff? I thought of the same thing. But I don't know. I don't know because I feel like everything's such a giant question mark. And there's so many issues that are happening in tangent with COVID. You know, like, we still have the Black Lives Matters protests. We have an upcoming 2020 election. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like back then with the plague, like, there wasn't anything to do. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you were, you were like, the castle, and you were like, oh, my God, I could die. And, like, you just spent your time, like, trying not to die. And we're in this modern society where it's like, you know, like I said, the Black Lives Matter 2020 election, environmental issues, um, you know, the what Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend and like, oh you know, God. is now it like so there's just so much happening that like, I just don't know if this will be a cultural revolution. I think this will definitely be like a defining I moment. I think it will be a defining moment. I just don't know if we can expect artistically like this to be a trendsetter the way that like you know, digital, the the invention of digital platforms was a huge trend for art, or like, you know, pop art in the 1950s and 60s, and, you know, modernism. I don't know, I just don't know how this would be a catalyst for art, but, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not an art history major. I have I'm a weird kidding. prediction. <laughs> I have a feeling this, this whole COVID thing is going to, weirdly mess up with the millennial and Gen Z psyche and the fact that I actually think they're going to become like, at least I've seen this in myself, like become hoarders again, like our great grandparents were like in a weird way. And like, not necessarily with material items, but almost just like, like everything you think of like concerts and, you know, events. And first of all, when do you think this is ever going to end? Do you have a prediction? What's your prediction of when this will bottom out? I honestly don't think anything will return to any sense of true normalcy since till fall of 2021. 
fall of 21? Yes, and here's why. Because they say that it typically takes five years to make a vaccine. So to have a vaccine in two years, apparently, would be unheard of. It would be a record. I think that there is so much money and so much time and capital and advancement that they can break that, you know, five year. They could do it in the two years. So I'm thinking what they might be doing is trying to roll out some stuff come winter. But then I don't know if anything will be effective until that spring, summer. And so that's why, to me, I think fall 2021 is my bet on when we'll start to see things kind of get back to normal. But I don't know, Paul, do you, I mean, do you think that things are ever going to be back to what they were pre-COVID? I feel like the cleaning yeah. and yeah. the social distancing, which is actually great though, because like, no offense, some people were so freaking close to me back then in the supermarket <laughs> line. Like, can you like back up with your basket? Like you are literally on my butt with that basket. Like I need you to like <laughs> six feet back. Like I love that. That can stay. Um, I honestly know. I'm going to be better mask conventions though. Cause like, listen, as I will always wear a cloth mask at the grocery store, et cetera, whatever. But gosh, it is not great to be in for a long time. Like we need like a bubble or like a, some kind of something to like old school, like submarine, like sub helmets. Yes. I'm a fan of it. If it could like filter out, like something. I saw this great picture of, well, first of all, I don't think any, I think it will go back to normal because I feel like people are very, maybe Americans especially are very, they forget pretty easy. And let's be honest, you're fighting people trying to even put on their masks in the first place. And I saw this this thing of people who are, they're going to Walmart, but they're wearing mesh masks because they want to comply, but they're still trying to fight it. The mesh masks is the most ridiculous thing ever. It's like wearing the bottom half of a condom and being well, like, I'm wearing a condom. Well, it's like, the whole point of the, the mask is to cover well, your face. They're doing it to silently protest a Safety measures, apparently. No, I genuinely think a lot of people are doing it because they think, oh, it's a mask and it'll work and it'll make me breathe better. You think like, people are that stupid? Yes! Oh my gosh. There's some people that I think saw and was like, oh my god, a mask for me. It's like, I, think no. this made, I think this did really make me realize how kind of... I, I don't know. We don't think through any of these situations. We really don't. And it's funny. Uh, someone had mentioned it's like it's almost like people aren't educated in the the, the scientific method, which involves errors, recalculations, and new methodology. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I I agree with you. I think people will try and make things normal, but I I hope that we do keep some of the things that we've learned to this process. I really do. My, well, the only thing we can really learn from it, because at this point, it's like we're so deep into it, we might as well just accept defeat. Like, we lost. And it's, Paul, I've been saying this from day one. What they should have done was federal lockdown. Well, no, what, I'm, what I was about to say is... Paid out small businesses and people so that no one had to worry about finance for two months. And I feel like that would have taken such a wallop to it. Well, here's what I was about to say: is we we can we should honestly just consider this one a wash. We screwed it up. We we lost to it at one, but we should know next time. The biggest thing that we screwed up this time was the preparations. We were not prepared at all. Zero prepared. Well, that's what and, happens when you fire the the response people of the CDC or whatever. There was like I forget the name, but there was like the whole team of people mm-hmm. that like their job was to like prepare for pandemics and 
they their funding got cut or whatever. I'm like, well, Trump just started wearing a mask this week. It's when, it's July, and he just started wearing one. Well, and then he was like, oh, it's so patriotic to wear a mask. I'm like, but you were saying for months that it wasn't. Like, I don't get how. Like, who conned that? Who made Trump think that he he was patriotic for wearing a mask? Like, that's he missed a golden opportunity to sell some MAGA MAGA ones too. <laughs> I mean, seriously, but uh, I saw this great Onion article because have you heard about all the uh, the protests going on in Portland, how they're like rounding them, the feds are like rounding people up in like vans and shit. Yes. And what's well, I saw, is people don't believe it. And I'm like, it's totally possible. I, and I, I, saw, I saw I saw this great article and it, uh, it was by Babylon Lee, which is like the Onion. And um, it was I think the title was NRA accidentally forgets to rise up against tyrannical government. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, people are so quick to be like, that's not possible. And I'm like, um, well, what about when the FBI tested drugs on innocent civilians? Or what about when, you know, I don't know which government program, but a government program purposely injected syphilis into black men in the South as part of a research experiment? I, I mean, there's so many, so many examples of the government, like, doing these extreme... Well, there's videos of it. ...fascist thing. Of course, but people are like... No, that's not what happened. No, because what I usually hear is what I usually hear, what I usually hear is well, they were rioting and they were damaging stuff. They should go away. That's what I usually hear. Paul, I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> so do, you, do you have any advice columns or or not this week? No, but I did pull two, and let me okay, let me set the scene on this first one. You know how I feel about Dear Abby. Yeah. Please explain. How I feel about Dear Abby. You think her opinions are shit. Guess what, Paul? She got an opinion right. She actually, why do you follow her, by the way, if you hate her opinion so much? Listen, listen, listen. I appreciate all sorts of advice columns because A, it makes me think about a situation, and then B, the future advice columnist that I kind of want to be in the future, like just like casually, not like a full time thing, but just like a devil. It makes me think of like, what would I say? How would I write it? Matt, I gotta say one thing though. Yes. You and me, you and me need to team up and start a company, and we'll both be privatized. Can you imagine that? Oh my gosh! Would it we be? Oh my god! That sounds like a good sitcom. I'm gonna call Bravo. I think Bravo <laughs> like E and be like, listen, we have an idea for a reality show. I would, so, I would love to do that so oh. much. Especially, I'd like to work with the old people who are getting catfished online. That oh, would be the best. Oh my god, that'd be so sad emotionally. Oh. But <laughs> such, that work that work is so needed, though. But the reason here's the thing with Dear Abby. Abby is like the longest, like she's the most iconic advice columnist ever. Like she is like the Madonna to everyone else's like. Which is weird because I honestly don't agree with her most of the time. Well, and. I do feel like she's slipping lately. Like, at least in, like, since we've started this podcast and we've done these, like, my advice section, I gotta tell you, I just don't think she's been hitting them out of the park. But this one, I think actually I agree with. So, dear Abby, I've come into contact with my first and forever love again after 30 years. Oh my gosh. Now, they've had a few encounters, but when they happened, we, quote, fell right back into our comfort zone. Now, ding, 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 ding. We both have current relationships with others that are not satisfying. No relationship ever compares to him. Um, Even though he never says it, I know in my heart he has hidden feelings towards me as well. This man has held my heart my entire life. 
I never stopped loving them. Do I finally tell them how I feel and risk possibly losing them forever? Or should I remain silent and enjoy the encounters we have when they happen? And Abby says, I think you need to tell this guy how you feel about him. If you do, it will either enable him to tell you he feels the same, or it'll stop you from fantasizing about a relationship that won't happen. And if you satisfy the status quo, it doesn't necessarily mean these encounters will end, but at least you will know them for what they are. Amen, Abby. This has been going on, I'm assuming, six, if, at least after 30 years, so if not who more. Thinks of, who thinks of writing into this, too, by the way, for like out of everything? I mean, I, it could be real, it could be fake. But think, I was going to say, do you think there's a fake? Maybe, but like I feel like this is definitely a real situation. I mean, like there's plenty. Oh, yeah. of, my first boyfriend was the best, and I should have like ran away to be with him. And I was like, girl, like why didn't you? Like I don't know. I feel I get really. Don't you bad saying that all because they're with other people? Here's the here's the, and I and I did ding this earlier. My little ding ding ding. I mean, what hey, about the other people? Have current relationships with others that are quote not satisfying. Here's the thing. What does that mean? She could probably say definitively, hey, I'm with a guy I don't like, but can she definitively say that he's not happy in his relationship? Well, that's what, what I meant. Like, what does she mean by they're dissatisfied? What are they dissatisfied with? I don't know. But apparently they're both dissatisfied, which to me is like, can you really confirm he's dissatisfied? Or maybe he just likes this affair because it's going on for years and you don't stop it and it's a free side piece for him? I don't know. But, I have I, I have a, I have a prediction for this. Yeah. The, the, like even if they got together, the two side pieces, I guarantee it wouldn't last more than six months. After that, my thing is in this situation, why hasn't it already like clicked? What's not clicking that it's been all these years and they still haven't like found the time or like the actual relationship? I mean, that's what it is. That hasn't clicked. He doesn't respect her enough to have a relationship? He's not interested no, in that relationship? They wouldn't work together. It's obvious. You would never work together. Based on... Based on the fact that they've been doing this for years and it hasn't worked out. Why would it work out now? See, and I kind of get... I, and I, I'm thinking parallel to you, too. It's like, if this hasn't happened by now, I just don't think it's bound to happen. I think, if anything, she should be honest, see what he says... Maybe he does say, oh, my God, girl, I feel the same way. But maybe he's like, girl, sorry, I'm not. Well, this can't happen. And then she needs to just move on, dude. Move on from everything. So finally, Abby coming through with the correct advice. I got, one, point. I got one more for you. Let's hear it. This, uh, I am part of the HR department at my workplace. HR, by the way, human resources. You're like part of the HR. Oh, wait. Oh, I thought you meant you were. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> That's always been my fallback, fallback, fallback plan was to do HR. You know, <laughs> really bad at it. But, like, it'd be fun to do, like, the parties for. Like, I'd, I'd throw the best office parties, but... I'd feel bad walking people out after they got fired. Mm -hmm. So, as part of the HR team, they hired Andre a few months ago as part of our student group. He's only 18, but he's a hard worker, takes initiative. I see him because I was part of his interview panel, blah, blah, blah. Um, we've gotten closer since COVID, blah, blah, blah. A week ago, a cafe near our office opened up, takeout only, okay. 
And when I told Andre about it, he suggested we go there for a break. I've had coffee with other coworkers before. He offered to pay, and after we chatted at a park bench by the cafe, he offered a hand to help me up from the bench and held my upper arm until we left the park? Since then, we felt more comfortable making physical contact, but it's been nothing, quote, inappropriate, even though this whole thing seems kind of inappropriate. It's usually a poke or a bump on the shoulder or brushing up against each other in the hall. I bring this up because one of my coworkers, Jane, saw how we interacted and was like, girl, uh, oh, skeet, skeet, I don't think you should do this. Um, Consider yeah, he's uh, HR. You know, is there a tactful way that I can explain to my friend Jane that she shouldn't try to police her coworker's social interactions, especially if they're not to be public? Yo, and this is this is exactly, and Allison gets straight to the point. This is Ask Amanda. She's the best. She goes, girl, you need to stop it. Stop rushing up against him. Stop trading sexually charged jokes and compliments. He is 18. He is a student. You are an HR. You, first of all, like, no matter what position, you should be flirting with an 18-year-old student employee. But yes, you are an HR. It's your job. Like, this could be seen as sexual harassment. It could, it, and, you know, it, I feel like, yeah, it does affect how your coworkers see you. Because, well, first of all, we don't know her age. I'm assuming, though, I'm going to ask that. I'm assuming, though, she's full-time HR, what, 23, 24, 25? Oh, later than that, 30s. Oh, my God, you think? Probably, yeah. Oh, and by the way, wait, I forgot to mention, HR lady, married. Oh, my God! She (laughs) is married. So that, to me, implies she's probably even older than 25. She's probably, like, 27 at least. It's a cougar. Dude, I've known so many HR managers who've gotten into, like, deep, weird crap like this. Like, out of all people, HR. Because they kind of feel like, since they are the HR manager, they're safe. Who are they going to tell on themselves? Uh, See, and here's the thing with the HR people. Listen, you can be the most bubbly HR person. You can be the HR person that everyone everyone wants to go to their drinks with. Everyone wants to get tapas with. You can't do that. You are HR. You are in charge of hiring and firing and telling people... No, you can't do that. Yes, you can do that. You're probably maybe in charge of, like, raises and, you know, who gets to go on the trip to Las Vegas. You can't be having any sort of, like, relationship with people. Like, a good HR rep should not be, quote, friends with anyone in the workplace. It's pretty... It sucks. I'm the kind of person who, like, I make friends immediately. Like, everyone that I work with, I would consider, well... Most of the people I work with... I was going to say, you want to free phrase that? I took a huge... Like the brakes of the vehicle, literally. Most people I work with are friends with, but if I'm in a position where my job is human resources, I'm sorry. Can't do margaritas, girl. Can't go out to the bar. That's pretty bold to do it like with everyone knowing you're married, too. That's even worse. That's the thing. And she goes, well, I don't get why my coworker is like, about this whole thing. And I'm like, Probably because you're married, you're HR, he's a student employee, he's 18. Like, we, for all we know, fresh out of 18, like, you just turned 18 and got this job and is now being hit on by the HR lady. Like, how many more signs are we going to give you? I just don't get how she, the HR lady, to me, feels like she thinks that she's doing okay. Like, it, she is shedding all the problem onto her colleague. Like, well, my colleague should mind her own business. No, girl. Your colleague's like, er, and I'm er with her. I'm like, sorry that I'm getting so like worked up over this. I, it's just ridiculous. 
Oh, I would never. I wouldn't even even remotely want to train. It's an old it's an old thing. You don't shit where you eat. Well, yeah. I mean, back in college, I, my I was never. I never went on dates with anyone from college because it just in college I, in general. What like college as a whole? Like our college? Because listen, love JCU, but JCU was less of a college, and it was more of like high school. It was like high school plus. And I firm, I, this is my firm theory of John Carroll, and I feel like a lot of small, private, you know, small, like, colleges in general, I feel like this might be the thing. You are either branded a prude, a slut, or you get one long relationship, or three, like, small relationships. And that's it. That is what campus sees of you. So it's like, I don't want to get Which involved. Which are you? Well, probably number two. <laughs> but no, I mean, the point being that, like, you know, in, in this, in this, you know, in that college environment, like, it's just so judgmental. But I'm just aghast at, like, like, it's different to be like, oh, we're, me and my fiance met at work, right? And, like, that makes sense. But, like, you're HR. You are married. He is an 18-year-old student worker. How would you explain that to anyone, by the way? Like, literally at all. How does she not say that out loud and go, ooh, problem, 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 problem? She's like, blind not, by she, love. Like, it's not like she's single and she works in accounting and he's 18. It's not like he's her age, but she's married and she works in HR. There's just so many elements to this that, like, are you that daft? You can, like, pull yourself away and be like, ooh, this looks bad. Okay, you feel better now? I'm still worked up about this whole thing. Yeah. It's just, I think it's, you know what, you know what makes me upset? It's her audacity that she thinks it's okay. Yeah. Because her problem wasn't, I don't know what to do, or her problem wasn't like, do I fight my urges? Her problem was, why is Jane from down the hall judging me the HR woman for being married and hitting on an 18-year-old student. Her problem... Oh, my God. I would question her judgment so hardcore after that. Like, the, it came, Jane's got a free ticket, too. Like, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> can you imagine, like... Whatever they want. Jane gets called into HR lady's office, and HR lady's like, Jane, you kind of messed up that Phillips project. I think we're going to need to, like, let you go. And Jane's like, oh. Do you? Is that so? Do you? Are you going to let go the way you let go of the 18-year-old's hand in the park? <laughs> Bye, Jane. We'll keep you on. Hey, I, I got one last little thing to wrap everything up. I want to get your thoughts on this. Yes. Going back to everything that's going on. What do you think of people going on vacation currently? Oh, my God. Listen. I would love... I, I, I have would, a couple... Oh. Sorry. Oh, no, oh, you're oh, good. It's... It's such a we're not in person, because like I feel like in person we're so much well, better. Well, the internet sucks too, so it's like trying to catch I, up here. We're like on delays. We're like, ah, oh, ah. <laughs> but I've a, I, I know a couple people who are, and it's just driving me nuts. Like I'm doing so much to like, you know, do my part and stay, and I've given up so much, and man, people just can't. We're gonna be stuck in this forever, man. Listen, I want so badly, Paul, just to have a weekend on like a beach somewhere and just sit and just. I, I want that so badly. I'm not doing it! <laughs> you know why? Because it's the right thing to do is to stay home. Listen, I don't, I don't judge people for like, listen, you gotta work, you gotta work. You need to go to the grocery store, you need to go to Target, right? You know, my indulgence is the gym. You know, the gym's been open for like a month and a half and I go to the gym because 
that's just what I need. That's like the one thing I need is like the gym. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, my gym does a great job of like cleaning and social distancing. Everyone stays in their own lane, which is the first time ever that people at the gym have ever stayed in their own lane. Because right. usually people are like, "Are you are you almost done with that? Are you are you <laughs> almost done with that?" Like it's which by the way, you're yeah. on the treadmill with you. You done with this? Like, are you done with this treadmill? I'm like, sir, there's like 40 treadmills. Go to another. Treadmill. <laughs> But no joke, Paul, I've been ellipticaling like almost two hours a day. Oh my god, look at you. And it's just because like I need to like let out my pent and like six six feet to the left, six feet to the right, six feet to the front and back, like I'm all good. I'm in my little elliptical bubble, it's perfect. But I'm talking about like I'll see everyone just it's like can we not just like put our own crap with like just do anything? I know it sucks. I know it sucks. I, I grant certain people a little bit of that privilege, like that, not privilege, I guess, but that little bit of comfort. Like, if someone's like, "Listen, like, I really need X right now. Like, like I'm gonna take that risk and go to this gym. I'm gonna a little bit of risk and you know, go rock climbing. I'm gonna little, take a little bit of the risk and go maybe sit in a restaurant out to eat with my mask. I, I give people that luxury a little bit. Um, but the idea of let me hop on a plane, let me go to Florida where it's a hotbed right now." Without a mask, without any real purpose besides me being selfish and wanting a vacation, that to me is like, uh-oh. Like, I'm like, ding, 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 again. Like, ding, 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 ding. Not only are you risking yourself. It's just selfish. But you're risking so many other people. And, you know, wait, did you see this tweet that went viral? I think you'll enjoy it. It was this guy who basically, it was it was this whole story of, like, basically this story of this one guy who went from saying, like, Coronavirus is a hoax, or like blah blah blah. I don't care. And he went to Put in Bay, and it was like a thirty-year-old guy. He went to Put in Bay, and then the next thing you know, obituary post. Damn, obituary post. It was this old guy from Ohio, guy from Ohio, and this whole time it's a hoax. It's a hoax. I don't care. I'm not going to wear my mask. I went to Put in Bay, caught COVID, and died. And oh my it's like, God. I mean, that's a perfect example of, like, wow. Like, you don't care. You're going to Put-in-Bay. You're going on a vacation. You know, you're. there's a difference between that small indulgence, right, and that large indulgence, and that is a large indulgence. But it, I don't know. I mean, if someone was like, listen, I need to get away. I need to go to a place, and they go out to the middle of the wood. Like, they drive themselves to Acadia. There's, there's, there's two things that drive me nuts. The vacations and the big church services going on right now. Those are the two that drive me nuts. Yes, it, the groups. Okay, mm. I think. By the way, before you go on, before you go on, indulgence. If you go to a, a a mass gathering like a church, if it's like safe, everyone's wearing a mask. You're all spread out, okay. But if you are packed like sardines and you are not wearing masks, that is ding ding ding. That is like vacation selfishness to me. That is ridiculous. I mean, those things can be virtual. I mean, literally, they're so easy to make virtual. But I mean, I, if if I went to mass. Not saying I do, Paul. Wouldn't it be nice, to, instead of having to wake up so early, put on some nice clothes, you just, you know, you're in bed and you just turn and you hit your laptop and there's the sermon for you. <laughs> also, um, they were talking about how about, tw- they I think 20 to 30% of our cases they estimate came from places like Florida. Like people just going all over the place and coming back. Like, Paul, besides, like, I, I cannot tell you how many hours I've spent in the house. Probably oh, just you. I'll be honest, but I miss going to Starbucks and like sitting there and just doing work. I miss going to like the library. I miss 
going places. I trust me, I do. But like, my God, people, like we're never gonna get out of this way. Get out of this too, because the people just won't stop. It'll be two years. I think you're right. Fall 2021 might be it. Well, and that's what makes it hard too. Is it's, it's it, it grows hard to care when you feel like so many people don't care. I was reading this article about. I think it was done by UC Davis and uh, their psychology department, and they called it they called it uh, COVID fatigue, and where people who are like they're so just exhausted trying to do their part when people just won't do it, and. There's like this weird trend going on that they found that people who like were like us who are doing careful are getting to the point like fuck it I don't care I'll, I'll get it and die I don't care like I, I don't care anymore. Well, and that's here's the thing, Paul. You know, and I I guess that you know when I go to the gym, for example, the employees are wearing masks, but like nine out of ten of the people who are using the gym don't. And. My first, when I first went back, I was like, I brought my mask and I was like, just in case. And there's no point in me wearing a mask in that situation because mm-hmm. the mask isn't protecting me. It protects other people. But mm-hmm. if other people aren't wearing your mask, it's pointless. And it's, it's a great situation where it's a question of like, you know, do I feel bad for not wearing my mask? A little bit. But at the same time, if no one else is wearing a mask, what can I do? Right. That's the sad, sad thing about the mask is it does more for other people and we don't care about other people. Exactly. So. And it's like, and there's no point in me wearing the mask because I'm not protected in a way, right? Like no one else wearing a mask. And two, I don't know. And maybe, and if someone wants to DM me and be like, here's why you should still wear the mask at the gym, even if everyone else isn't, let me know. Because I'm curious, but to me, it's like there's no point. I'm not protected, they're not protected, because we're not all complying. So if we're not all complying, it's kind of like when you go to field trip and you have the buddy system. Mm-hmm. It's like if you lose your buddy, it's like game over, right? So, I don't know. That's all I got. To be fair, I think I had it in March. I'm pretty, I'm like 90% sure I had it. I, I had it, I'm pretty sure I had it in February, because I was out for a week. I had the cough and every. it was terrible, man. See, I am prone to headaches, but for two weeks, I had the worst headaches, like day after day migraine. And I was like, this is so weird. Why is this happening? And like migraines that were so bad that like even Advil was like, girl, I'm sorry. We don't know what to do for you. And that's, <laughs> that's never like that's never been a problem. And then I talked to someone who had it and they're like, you know, just got headaches. And I had like a little bit of a sore throat. And I was like, oh, headaches. And when she told me, I was like, I think that must, that must be what it was because the two weeks, I, it's like I wouldn't be surprised if I had it in February when I got real sick. And so I never take off from work, and I actually took off from work for that. Yeah, and I work from home. <sighs> All right, till next time. Wow, this was like a very sad ending. <laughs> this got so like. Can't we mad the HR lady again? Want me to find a funny story for you? Oh my god, do you have one on hand? It's a heavy topic, but it's a great thing. And let's just end on this fun anecdote. So the Washington Redskins are changing their name, right? And so they released, stupidly probably in hindsight, the names that they they were in the final considerations for what they were going to be. Well, some guy went and trademarked all of them. Yes! (laughs) So now they have to pay him if they want it. that. 
One, he apparently it's not that much to trademark things because he trademarked not only the ones that they were like the that they were going to do, mm-hmm. but like a bunch of like he he uh, uh, trademarked Washington um, college savings plans. <laughs> wow, they at that point they just gotta give him a million bucks and be like, "You won, like you won capitalism." There I, you go. I saw someone who said they want they, Washington to change their name to uh, the Washington Redskin Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I gotta ask you too before we sign off. I know you're a huge Tribe fan. Um, where are you leaning on the name change? I don't care. I just want to see baseball. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, do you like the spiders? Do you like the guardians idea? Like, I where the, I don't want this. I don't want the spiders because we were the spiders, and when we were the spiders, we were historically bad. So I don't want the spiders. <laughs> the guardians seem like a cop out, and you're probably going to get people complaining that it sounds too religious. So that one probably won't work. Um, the clean spiders, because not only is it vintage, but it's also like you can dress as Spider Man. The Cleveland Rockers are out because that's already trademarked. Um, yeah. Though, like, oh, that was a team, yeah. I don't, um, know. I don't know. Guardians don't doesn't know. click for me, it feels very similar to Cavaliers, and it's kind of, I don't know, I just don't. I'm not Cleveland potholes, <laughs> Cleveland Erie, <laughs> Cleveland Burning. <laughs> Cle- oh, wait, no, Burning River, isn't that the uh, rugby or the what team is named the Burning River? It was like a team. Oh, the roller derby team. Yeah, the roller derby girls. They're awesome. Um, what if we just named ourselves the Cleveland, Ohio ones? <laughs> oh, what did you think of? Someone was like, oh, call the uh, the baseball team the, the Cleveland Buckeyes? I'm like, ew, no, this is not no, always. That's a Columbus thing. That's not a Cleveland thing. Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here with that. Now I'm trying to think of great names. There would be um, maybe something with the Forest City. That might, that might be cool because we're the Forest City. Mm-hmm. Think something like that. Yeah, I'm willing to think about it and like we're Cleveland gonna... ticks. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna come up with my my list of names and next pod next week uh, on the podcast I'll let them, I'll let you know it there. Oh my god, I'll come with my list too, and we can have a list off. If we diverge at all, that's the name. If we somehow diverge, that's the name. Oh my god. You bring your top five. I'll bring my top five. No, do ten. Do ten. Let's do ten no, each. Ten. Ooh, okay. <laughs> really work hard. You better remind me though, because you know my memory. I'm like a goldfish. I can't comprehend ever. Let's do it. All right. Well, I'm glad we ended on a little bit of a better note. Till next time. Peace out. Later.